This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Addie. And I'm Tommy. And you're listening to Series 2, Episode 9 A Little Help from My Friends. And let's start it off with some announcements, the most prominent of which is our Series 2 giveaway. That's right. The Series 2 giveaway is the Shadowrun module, Boundless Mercy, which turns out is pretty apropos for what we've had so far going on on the podcast. HMHVV. It is super useful and super fun, and we're so happy to give it away. And we gave you guys all a week to submit your entries. All you had to do was go on social media and post your favorite part with hashtag EssentialNPCs. And we got a few submissions. And without further ado, it's a drum roll. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin P. at Super Grumpy Kev won our giveaway. You've won Boundless Mercy um, with your favorite moment, the... uh, Troll Taylors. You said, uh, who doesn't love the Troll Taylor scene? And I, I happen to agree with you. That was a great scene. It was actually, you weren't the only one who counted that as your favorite scene. So that, that makes me happy. Uh, congratulations, Kevin P. Yeah, and uh, we will be getting into contact with you forthwith. Yeah, we'll get some contact information from you and send Boundless Mercy your way as soon as possible. Uh, And we have a second announcement, not quite as exciting as giveaway results. But still pretty cool. Yeah, um, Boomer's bonus episode is coming out on Friday, so everybody should look out for that. It is how Boomer falls into shadow running. So check that one out on Friday. it's a, it's a pretty fun one. A one-on-one session between me and the illustrious Ryan Covert. He obviously knew what he was doing already because he and I have played Shadowrun a lot together. <laughs> um, and with that, let's get into words with the GM. Hello. Hi, GM. Hello. So this words with the GM is about last week's episode dressed to impress. Uh, The team gets out of the sewers, finally, meets with the mysterious pretty bee again, and then we head out for some casual drinking and horrible karaoke. Well, it wasn't all horrible. I mean... Bumbles did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> and and Kashmir had top-notch choreography with his uh, spirits. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, that's true. And we got to decompress a little bit after getting out of the sewers, which are filled with poop and ghouls. It's a... Definitely, we needed some R&R, some of that downtime, uh, to really um, find our character quirks again and everything. Yeah, downtime's always an interesting thing. Um, it's uh, it's it's kind of like a classic trope in like all RPGs, you know. Uh, going out and clubbing in Shadowrun is like the equivalent in, in to the Dungeons and Dragons. You finish plundering the dungeon, go to the inn, and you know have some ale, and you know 
party for a while. Uh, you find it in almost every uh, RPG group. Uh, eventually, there's like the the party session where everyone, <laughs> uh, you know, you finished you know some great objective, and everyone just goes and hangs out and has fun. And uh, I think that that. Uh, really helps everyone a get back into character after a really tense session um, because the players need also to decompress a little bit and be a little wacky a lot of times um, as well as their characters. And these kind of scenes give you uh, an opportunity to build up like a sense of camaraderie and unit cohesion, you know, between it's just like if in the real world, if you like work with a certain group of people, uh, you know, and all you do is just like see each other at work, you know, there's only so much, uh, fellowship, uh, between you and them. Uh, and as far as like making for an interesting RPG party, you want more than that. You want, you, you want, all the characters to like have these bonding moments together and yeah, fighting through harrowing monster filled sewers is obviously in a way a bonding experience, but you don't want all the bonding experiences to be like life or death, terrifying, like death defying heroics. You, you want it to be some jovial and, and fun loving uh, moments between the characters as well. Yeah, I think um, those kind of moments can add to the dynamic in a way that uh, the the violence and life risking can't. Um, but how do you, as a GM, not just let it go on interminably? <laughs> that that is actually a, a problem sometimes when uh when you open up the door for um, these kind of sessions where where the the party is just like partying because sometimes it can go for a while and sometimes people can not take it too far but just like have so much fun goofing around that it doesn't really go anywhere and most times when you're doing a home game as long as everyone's having fun it's not doing any harm but at the same time you do want the story to move forward you do want to go back to being adventurers or shadow runners or something uh if you're going to RP hanging out and drinking, you might as well just hang out and drink. <laughs> yeah. uh, and especially with the podcast, I have to try and narrow it down even more mm -hmm. because we definitely don't want to have like five of our 20 episodes be <laughs> just like hanging out at a bar. While that might be fun for the players, it might not be so fun for the listeners. So in, in this instance, you kind of have to, or in, in the instance of the podcast, I had to take what I usually do in a home game and narrow it down even tighter. Um, what I usually do in a home game is I'll allow for some r and I'll give everyone a, a few moments to shine and have some fun and like really kind of like showcase their character's like personality outside of like, I'm good at being an archer and I'm good at fighting, you know, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Like actually show who these characters are and then kind of find the natural like curve for like, okay, this is the like highlight of the night. So let's just resolve the rest of the night really quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, no longer like RPing through the entire thing being like, all right. So now after that, the night winds down, you guys do this, you know, you, you find someone to sleep with, you find someone to sleep with, you fall asleep in your own sick, that kind of thing. And everyone laughs and has a good time and then you move on. Uh, so in this particular episode, I tried to give everyone one moment up on the stage as, <laughs> with karaoke uh, so that they could all kind of like showcase themselves a little bit. And then... Or not. Or not. 
for Ma- in Mouse's sake, but that showcases her uh, some of her personality quirks. <laughs> um, and then and then once that was done, I was like, and that was the night. Like that, you know, any, everything else like was just fun. Um, so that's at least how I go about handling downtime. Makes sense to me. Uh, I think that's a good place to uh, go on to our favorite moments. Mm. What was yours? Uh, my favorite moment, I think, was uh, earlier in the episode, before all the partying. Um, Ma- it was Mouse taking uh, Welby back home to dock. I was that was like really a really fun moment to to role play uh, as like that NPC um, was like Doc's reaction when she shows up in this pet that she found is actually a little ghoul boy. And uh, it, it was interesting because I, I decided that Doc has definitely like dealt with HMHVV patients and, and uh, he, wasn't, he doesn't have the prejudice that some people have to them. Uh, so at one point he was like, dude, pet, come on, why would you say that? This is a human being. And then also being like, but that's so sweet that you decided to bring him here so that I could help him. Uh, and, and then, yeah, he was totally game to, to try and set Welby up and, and, and make his life a, a little better. What about you? What was your favorite part? Um, mine was actually after the R&R. There wasn't much that happened after the R&R. Um, no, there wasn't, but there was one big thing. Um, some of my favorite moments as players is the the points at which the GM or just the story really gets that, uh, you know, the bottom dropping out from under you, your stomach just like falls to the floor kind of thing. And um, at the very end where it's like, take us to Boomer. And like, I was like, oh my gosh, Bumbles is going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just like all of us were instantly hooked. And I love those. I love those high tension moments, especially when you're like, I think we were all just sort of expecting for like the next, the session to end and then the next session to start and pretty B to be like, oh, hey guys, uh, your job's ready. Meet up with me. And instead it was like, oh no, here's a detour. You weren't expecting it. Ambush. Uh, <laughs> and then the end. What? No, we have to keep playing. Um, that sort of thing. Those moments are some of the best because especially after the sort of R&R where you've uh, Perhaps lured you into a false sense of security. Something like that. Um, he, he, he. <laughs> it is the adrenaline junkie version of role playing. <laughs> well, uh, it was quite the cliffhanger, so I suppose we shouldn't keep the audience waiting any longer. So I suppose it's time to move on forward to Series 2, Episode 9, A Little Help from My Friends. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Mouse. I'd tell you all about me, except I don't remember it. The first thing I can remember is waking up in Doc's clinic a year and a half ago. Doc's a big scary looking troll, but he saved me from dying that night and took me in. Really, he's a big softie. I mean, he's not soft, but he's nice. And since he took me in, he's kind of felt like my dad. If I had a dad, which I don't, I don't think. But I do have a little sister, Sierra, and that's where things get complicated. I didn't even know she existed until Doc brought her to the clinic. He told me that a man died to save her from wherever she was, and that we had to hide her away. It cost a lot of money that I didn't have, and 
I'm pretty sure that Doc called in a lot of favors to make her safe. I've always owed Doc for making me a part of his family, but now I owe him a lot more. I wasn't sure how I was gonna pay him back until recently. That's when I found out about the Matrix. And I just get it. It's so fun to go in and fly around and break the rules and apparently that's what makes a good Decker. And I'm a really good Decker. So now I've got a way to pay Doc back for saving me and Sierra by shadow running. He isn't too happy about it, but he would never tell me what I can't do. And even though I'm bad at telling what people are thinking or feeling, I like to think that sometimes when I come back from a successful run, he's proud of me. I was born Edwin Corvo, a dryad, but you can call me by my street name, Bumbles. I spent much of my life in England evading the ire of my father. I earned it first for mum's death and childbirth, which to this day, I contend is much more his fault than mine. When I turned 18, he put me to work in his factory, so he could both keep an eye on and berate me. Unfortunately for him, my attempts to upgrade the assembly line resulted in a large explosion, completely wrecking the factory. I decided to flee to the countryside where I ended up at a small university. There I made the friends I never had as a child, but presenting myself as a fellow student got out of hand and I ended up unofficially attending university for the next three years. That is until another experiment of mine went awry and I accidentally detonated the entire chemistry department. Knowing this would draw the attention of my father, I quickly left the country. My expeditious retreat put me in debt, however, and I was put to work as a shadow runner to pay it off. Turns out, I'm quite the talented rigger, and folks now pay me to blow things up. I'm meeting interesting people, making friends, and acquiring more money than I could have ever dreamed of. I got my own car. I was even able to soup it up a bit. My only regret is that I didn't come to Seattle sooner. Oh, um, hi. My name is Sora Matasara, uh, but on the streets I go by Kashmir. Uh, I'm a 20-year-old human living in the Bellevue neighborhood of Seattle. Uh, I grew up in Japan, tutored in magic at the insistence of my... my father, uh, a higher-up at Mitsuhama Computer Technologies. Uh, it wasn't the best time in my childhood. Between my mother leaving us and uh, the rigorous magical tutoring provided by my father's company, as well as well, my father in general, at least I always had my spirits. Um, I didn't get to have any real metahuman friends growing up, but my spirits were all the friends I needed. Eventually, I wanted to take my magic and my spirits and, and test them on the streets, but my very first run went very horribly wrong, and I had to leave Japan. But now I'm here in Seattle, uh, going on runs, doing karaoke with my spirits, uh, just living the life. Oh, and why Kashmir? Uh, well, it gets quite chilly at night, and apparently I'm the only person in the shadows who recognizes the value of a good cardigan. <laughs> Their loss. Hoi chummers, they call me Puma. Not sure if it's because I'm an Aussie or if it has something to do with my work. Nah. Anyway, my job's to either shoot Drek, chop it up, or break into it. 
<laughs> You'd be surprised how stealthy a big red Oni can be. Now, I've gone and pissed off the Vori, my former employers, so I've been keeping a low profile. A Yakuza boss I hate to kill, Yama, is now my best friend and fixer. Long story there, mate. He's been keeping me busy, finding me work, keeping the Vori off me back. Thanks, mate. I may be on the run, but I enjoy getting to be my own man. So, it's time to raise some hell and geek some hoops. Look out, Seattle. It's Boomer time! The last time we left the team, uh, they had completed a job in the worst part of Redmond, uh, clearing out the sewers of some feral ghouls. Um, they had a run-in with a harvester and uh, also a vampire, um, both of which they were able to dispatch. Um, and then they found their way out of the sewers with the help of a young ghoul child named <laughs> Welby. After that, their employer, a former Shadowrunner who goes by the handle Pretty Boy or Pretty B, contacted them and told them that he wanted to hire them on as an official Shadowrun team uh, and requested that they work together from here on out on any jobs that they get uh, so as to increase unit cohesion. And then he said he would be in contact with a, with a new job coming up soon. He did this because he was so impressed that they were able to not only clear out the sewers, but also take what they found down there, which was progress on a cure to the deadly disease known as VTOS, and release said data onto the Matrix for free uh, so that the research could be continued for no personal gain of their own. Their altruism impressed Pretty B and his employer and secured them uh, a position on effectively their payroll. Having a little bit of downtime, uh, Kashmir began to initiate. Um, that is a process that is still going on. And I learned how to shoot my pistol. A little bit, yeah. Uh, and, awesome, <laughs> <laughs> and Mouse uh, continued uh, to help Doc around the clinic. Um, everyone got to relax a little bit. And uh, Bumbles made a... Bumbles and I... Did go shopping. Yep. And then uh, at the end of the day, Bumbles decided to go pick up a specially tailored suit from uh, one Lockham and Grep, two troll suit slash armor smiths. And upon leaving the shop in his snazzy new purple suit, uh, Bumbles realized that his connection, his wireless connection to his drones and car was no longer active. And upon realizing that, felt the cold steel of a pistol on his on his neck, uh, and was instructed to take these would-be kidnappers to Boomer. So, uh, yeah, Bumbles, uh, pistol against your neck, strong arm holding uh, one of your arms. Take us to Boomer. Okay. <laughs> um, it's kind of far from here. Can I take the car? We'll leave your car. And he starts pulling you towards an alleyway. And uh, in the alleyway is a, a big uh, armored van. Uh, not nearly as fancy a spot. More like a delivery van with, with uh, like, armor plating. And uh, this guy starts dragging you to this van uh, with, that has tinted windows. And um, 
as he does, he uh, takes a device out of his jacket um, and slaps it on your head, and it wraps around, uh, like, basically, like, a hairnet, but uh, metallic and unpleasant, and it latches onto your head really hard. Ow. Why? Uh, and your your matrix connection in general just disappears. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're familiar with this tech. It's called a head jammer. Um, cool. It does exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> it jams your control rig and and your wire and basically your pan your personal area network goes down while it's on. Okay. Uh, they drag you around to the back of the car. Um, the doors on the back of the van open up. Uh, there is. A human uh, sitting there, uh, purple hair, uh, punk shaved style, lots of piercings, um, and uh, the one who is guiding you is an orc uh, with a cloudy left eye that has a scar over it, um, and he is very large and very brooding looking. Um, he is wearing uh, like street combat armor. Um, and he pushes you into the car, sits you down in one of the little like uh, seats uh, in the, the back of this open van um, next to the human that is sitting there. Uh, that human is holding a cyber deck. Um, and uh, he just kind of like grins at you, like he's happy to see that they got you. A grin back? <laughs> Hi, who are you? You don't need to know. Well, no, but I, I'd like to. And then the one who shoved you in, he's standing, uh, he's standing uh, in the door, um, and he goes, where's Boomer at? Uh, he's sort of holed up in Redmond. In Redmond? Yeah. I mean, he's quite paranoid. Apparently, with good reason. Uh, go ahead and roll con. Is it sort of necessary for Deckers to look really angsty? Yes. Because I'm two for two <laughs> on that. <laughs> Uh, that is three hits on Khan. Well, take us to him. Okay. Well, I guess start heading towards Redmond. There is one thing, though. If I don't send him a message with specific language in it from my comlink before I show up, he's going to book it because he's going to assume someone is coming to kill him. He... Scratches his uh, his scarred chin a little bit, like trying to size you up. The the decker you're sitting next to goes, "It's fine. If he tries anything funny, I can fry his control rig." Well, that's just rude. Why would I do that? You've, I mean, I'm in like a pretty shit position here as it is. It just uh, seems excessive. He goes, "All right, what's the address?" Uh, and I. Give him uh, the address for Doc's clinic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> he climbs in, shuts the doors. Uh, you hear an ominous locking sound as he does so. Uh, he bangs on the uh, uh, panel that is between you guys and the, the cab, basically. Um, hits it a few times and goes, you got, those, uh, you got that address? And uh, you hear on the other side and uh, he pulls out uh, he's had this on his back uh, and he kind of has to like shift his body to pull it out inside this van but he pulls out a large claymore 
Oh, I I saw a guy with one of those once. <laughs> uh, you would like him, I bet. <laughs> and he sets it on his lap, like across his knees, uh, and then reaches uh, down to his hip and pulls out a very large pistol and puts it underneath your chin, pointing up. And he reaches over with the other hand and removes the head jammer. Okay. We're monitoring your comms. Well, yeah, I sort of figured. He cocks the, uh, the hammer and goes, get on with it. Okay, I just want to point out, if you shoot me, you will not get what you want. And I take the comm link, and I send a message to uh, Mouse. And uh, I don't think I would have my contacts, like, real obvious in my comm link as who's no, who. No, yeah, yeah. These are all, like, restricted comm numbers. You just have to remember the numbers. Okay. <laughs> No one's walking around with, like, Shadowrunning team, like, as their, one of their contact <laughs> hubs. <laughs> There's a chance I am. <laughs> <laughs> Except Cashmere. <laughs> uh, okay, um, so how, how far away are we? Like, what's, what's the time from here to Redmond? 25, 30 minutes. Okay, uh, I'll send the following message to Mouse. Hey, Boomer, period. ETA 25 minutes, period. Looking forward to seeing you, period. Please look at spot for me, period. And uh, you send it through, or right, right before you send it through, there's a, there's a delay on your comm. Uh, you can tell, like, the Decker is, like, halting your transmission and, like, reviewing it. And they go, spot. Yeah, it's the code word. If I don't send it, he knows it's, you know, not legit. All right, roll one more con for me. Uh, that's three hits on Khan again. Looks you up and down. I'm not really in a position to do a whole lot here, am I? They stare at you for a little bit. They look at each other. And then the Decker gives the slightest of nods. And then the Orc uncocks the hammer, removes the pistol from your chin. Thank you. And then replaces the head jammer on you as the message goes out. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, sure. <laughs> I think to myself, I remember the last people who were rude like this. <laughs> uh, Mouse, what are you doing? You're, what are you doing in your day-to-day with uh, Doc? Well, um, so most likely I would have finished rearranging everything to where it goes. <laughs> and then um, I would have, I don't know, probably just hanging out, bothering Doc Maybe playing a game with Welby. I don't know. All right. Depending if he's trying to eat me or not. He's not trying to eat you. <laughs> Welby, Welby is uh, running around uh, um, with uh, basically a loose cyber leg and like making it like hit stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like this, just this limp, like uh, synthetic leg, just like on the dum dum dum, and like hitting, like drumming the different. Um, morgue shoots Mm -hmm. that have different sounds (laughs) to make it like a a musical thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, Doc is almost at his ropes end with this, and you're you're encouraging Welby. I'm just sitting there clapping. Yeah, and he's like, So good! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh God. Um, And uh, your cyberdeck chirps up. Badoop. And uh, you receive a message from Bumbles. Okay. Saying exactly what Bumbles said. Okay. So, um, this message seems weird to me, and I don't 
Well, my first instinct is to just forward it to Boomer, which I do. Okay. And then um, I'll check on Spot. Uh, yeah, you can try and hack um, Bumble's uh, comlink from where you are. You're going to suffer some noise doing so. Um, but you can attempt to hack his comlink uh, and through that get to Spot. Um, but first you're going to have to detect his device in the matrix because uh, it's not nearby you. Right. So you're going to have to do a matrix perception test. Come on, Kreffling. Can you help me find him? No. <laughs> no, Kreffling cannot help me find him. He can help he's, a little bit. He's taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> There's, you've been working on Kreffling's personality programming, and it's a little, little buggy right now. <laughs> his cashmere won't stop telling me that he should talk. <laughs> Five. Okay, uh, you scour the the matrix. You you backtrack on that message that you got. Mm-hmm. Um, his comlink doesn't seem active. You're fairly certain that it is not on right now. But that's really weird. Can I look again, like harder? I won't make you roll for it. But yeah, you look. You spend some time looking for it. And not like a, a large amount. Of right, right. But you you spend a little bit more time looking for it. Uh, you you know redo your search. Uh, I you, do have browsing. You try to backtrack on the uh, the message and no, Nothing. it's the it's a dead end uh, wirelessly. Okay. Um, Boomer. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, he's sitting at home Calm in his on. boxers and boots, <laughs> cleaning his guns. His <laughs> feet kicked up. Okay. Um, your comlink chirps on with a message forwarded from a mouse, piggybacking on a number you recognize as Bumbles, uh, saying the message that Bumbles said. I text back, he sent this to you? Yeah, but I can't find him. I think something's going on. I don't... It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's really weird. Is Spot near you? Uh, I don't know. So, no. Okay. Um, do you want to... It occurs to you, sure. Boomer, that moments before this happened, maybe like five to ten minutes before this happened, you all as a group received a photo that Bumble sent out which was a selfie of him in his purple suit with Lockham and Grep. And you haven't been able to contact him? No, he, his, his, um, he's not on the Matrix. He, he's turned everything off, or something has. I'm going to go visit Lockham and Grep real quick. <laughs> okay, okay. Keep, in, keep in pants. touch. He put on pants. <laughs> pants and uh, hop in my sweet ride and head over to the sh- suit store. Uh, it doesn't take you long. It's it's like basically in your car. It's seven to ten minutes tops, depending on traffic. Uh, are you speeding or are you just driving casually? I'm I'm not like driving slow, but okay. Not drawing any attention to myself. Gotcha. More than to. Rolling stops, things like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, roll edge on, uh, edge for me. One. Now roll a visual perception test for me. Four. Okay. Uh, you're driving, you're, uh, looking for parking. It's not too hard. It is Tacoma. So there's, you know, mostly a lot of industrial parking lots and stuff, uh, in every neighborhood. So, um, 
you're driving and uh, you're trying to find a spot nearby Lockham and Greps and you happen to glance to your left and down the road uh, at the corner opposite you, um, you see spot. Oh, check on spot. Okay. So I'll drive over and check on spot. You pull along in your car past spot. Uh, he seems unoccupied. I'm going to go inside and ask Lockham and Grip. Hello, Bumble Boomer. <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, so, uh, was my friend just in here? Your friend? Bumbles. Dryad. Oh, yes. He just picked up a suit. Uh, how long ago did he leave? They scratched their head in unison. <laughs> Not a, a while ago. Probably less than an hour. <laughs> oh. All right. Thanks. I'm going to hurry up the store. Uh, spot. Okay. Goodbye, Boomer. (laughs) Bye. I run outside to spot. Um, spot? (laughs) (laughs) No response. (laughs) Oi, spot, it's me. No response. (sighs) Bad boy, spot. (laughs) I'm going to message... Mouse. All right, so I checked the store. He's not there, but Spot's there. Wait, that's not right. He shouldn't be anywhere Spot is. What? Wait, he should be where Spot is. I know. Um, he said he left about okay. under an hour ago, which is not real specific. But. Right. Um. Well, he did say that it was ETA 25 minutes. So does that mean he's coming to you or to me? Does he know where you live? Is he coming? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to come here? I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to let Cashmere know what's going on. Yeah, this is weird. Hurry. I'm going to go grab my guns. Well, <laughs> the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, hurry cuz I think there's only 20 At this point, um about <laughs> about 10 to 15 minutes has passed. Okay. Um so <clears throat> I'm putting on my jacket cuz I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't like So it. <laughs> I really don't want to meta game here and if you want to edit this out, that's fine. I feel like this is much easier to notice visually, but the first four letters, like the first letter of each sentence of the message I sent, spell help. <laughs> oh, I would have picked up on that old mouse. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing to read it, it's another to remember it. Mouse, uh, you have an analytical mind, right? You do have an analytical uh, Roll a logic and intuition test for me. Yeah, and roll with a plus two because of your analytical mind. Um, five. Okay. You finish sending the message to Kashmir to let him know what's going on. Uh, you, you continue, you're chatting with, uh, Boomer and it, you know, you're like, that's wrong. He should, he should be by spot. And so you look back at the message confused and you're like, is he coming here? Is he coming to you? And so you're trying to recheck the message to see, mm-hmm. uh, if like you missed something and then like beautiful mind style, <laughs> the, <laughs> the first letter of each one, like glow a little bit to you. And you're like, Oh, <gasps> I like to think that Kreflin <laughs> I notice you're trying to decipher a secret message from your friend. Would you like some help? <laughs> oh, the first letter. <laughs> <gasps> it spells help. It spells help. It spells help. He needs help. help. Come here. Come here. I, I don't have a car unless I borrow a doc's car, which is a really bad idea. He gets really mad when I do okay, that because okay, I can't okay, drive okay, and okay, I don't okay, know okay. how. Just, but sometimes just... I can. <laughs> yeah. 
Was so was I sent that piece of? Did I get that follow up? Yeah, text? it was like a DNI sort of like. Yeah, boof. basically, I imagine okay. they invited you to their group call. Okay. Oh shoot! I'm not gonna Uber pool then. I'm just gonna get the so the one ride car. <laughs> <laughs> it's a surge. No, you know what? I'm, Wait, I'm, I'll be along fine. my way. Uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> Kashmir is along your way. He's on the southern end of Bellevue, um, so it'd be just like a quick stop off of the the main. Road. Uh, uh, we're not stopping. Mike. Which way would I get there quicker? Probably with Boomer. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, Boomer. Could you pick me up? I. The buses are sort of slow at this time, yeah, and you're going to have to jump in. Surge. I'm not stopping. <laughs> sure. Okay. I have a question. Yeah. So they haven't actually taken any of my stuff. Yeah. Assumed competency. I mean, what do you have on you? A lot of explosives. They would have taken your explosives. Okay. <laughs> they can identify explosives well enough. Do you have something that you think you might be able to sneak by them? How large is a detonator? A detonator would be uh, a little bit. Lo- it'd be like this, a little bit larger than uh, lipstick. Okay. So yeah. you could presumably try and palm that. I'll do that. All right. Do you have palming? I do not. So so you roll your agility minus one for your default on palming. Oh, great. One. But uh, you do get some bonuses because it is a small enough uh, item. You're going to get a plus four. Oh, that's a lot better than the one I would be rolling. <laughs> um, <gasps> I'm going to edge that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so roll 1d6 for your bad luck. See if it comes up. It does not, so you're okay. For those of you listening at home, he glitched on that. <laughs> you glitched on your palming test? Oh, so you don't get to re-roll. You just make it not a glitch. Oh, okay. That's two hits then. Okay. Two hits? I did get two hits. They find your uh, your detonator. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Um, so, yeah, they, they successfully pull everything off of you. you have anything else you're trying to keep from them? Uh... I don't know. No. No, that's all my stuff. Okay. They so might, yeah. might, I mean, I don't know if they, yeah, they probably got everything. They shove it in like, useful. and they shove it in a duffel bag and like put it underneath uh, the large orc seat. Oh God, that's so dumb of them. <laughs> <laughs> anything else from anybody? I'm, uh, I'm going to DNI Kashmir say, all right, ETA, one minute. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not stopping. Oh, um, you're not stopping. Just, uh, oh, I'm literally jumping into your car. Literally, yeah. Uh, and, uh, goodness. I, I slow down just enough so he can run in and I open the door. Yeah, I, I go to the nearest stop sign so that hopefully he at least has to slow. Cashmere, <laughs> uh, roll gymnastics for me. Gymnastics. I would like to assist to grab him and pull him in. <laughs> oh, you're going to reach out and grab him? Okay, uh, I need you to roll a, um, just a strength check. Now, do, I will be rolling one die. Do I get any bonuses? Because I'm a small object. Well, he is assisting you, so. <laughs> I got two. Okay, you get two extra dice. Zero hits. Okay. Uh, Boomer, you have to slow down more than you'd like. Uh, <laughs> he misses the first and he kind of like bumps into oh, the car. 
Go. And uh, you get a hold of his, uh, you get a hold of his sweater, and he's like, "Not the cashmere!" <laughs> <laughs> and like he yanks his hand out of your out of your grip, and then like you're like, Ugh, and you like slam on the brakes, and he clambers in. Do you um, know what this ha- what happens to this if it's stretched? <laughs> yeah, you know what happens to our friends if we take too long. Uh, Boomer, roll a driving test for me. Um, so, well, I would tell Doc that there's some Shadowrun stuff converging <laughs> <laughs> before I put on my jacket. Ugh, <laughs> So you may want to, um, I don't know, go across well the street, be, get some come coffee. with me. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. I'll be fine. It'll be great. Boomer's coming over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Boomer's bringing the trouble. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So they scurry out. Well, no. Uh, but what are you doing? Because um, you're running and grabbing your stuff, I'm, right? Yeah, I grab my stuff. I put my jacket on. And I jump into the one of the empty morgue slots <laughs> and shut it behind me. Uh, as you do that, you see Welby doing the same thing in a different morgue slot. <laughs> Uh, he clamors in, and uh, uh, there's a moment of, of silence, uh, and then you hear, like, thump, 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 uh, the footsteps of Doc coming back into the clinic, mm-hmm. and he's like, Mouse? Yeah? <laughs> oh. And he uh, <laughs> opens up the thing. Hi. Uh, he is wearing an armored jacket. And Whoa! <laughs> And has uh, has a pretty large shotgun in his hand. <laughs> yes. Doc, what are you doing? You have to leave. It's not safe. Yeah, that's why I'm not leaving. First off, I don't want you getting any hurt. I'll any hurt. be fine. Second I mean, off, the ghouls were I'm not going to let a bunch of punks shoot up my fragging clinic. Are you kidding me? I'm going to take these fraggers down. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just going to... Um, you know how the hacking works, right? Connect me to your DNI. Um, guys, this is Doc. Boof. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what the frag's going on? Oi, Doc. Oh, hello. Boomer, uh, what the frag are you up to? Look, number one, I'm just as in the dark as you are. All I know is a couple of punks are probably coming to your place. Can't find bumbles, and we think all that's related. And it's spelled help. Okay. Shh. <laughs> Douche. Um, knock you, out. you hear you hear, <laughs> before you knock out, you hear like Doc starting to like lock up stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, he's like, All right, where are you? How far out are you? Uh, what did you roll in your driving test? Three. Okay, now I need you to roll edge for me. Uh, zero. Uh, so you're driving as fast as possible, right? Yeah. So uh, you're. <laughs> And uh, you're driving out of Bellevue, uh, and you hear whoop whoop, and you look in your rearview mirror, and there is uh, a night errant patrol car coming up behind you. Hang on. <laughs> what? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, roll a driving test. Two. The cop is red, uh, steadily gaining on you. Um, is it a bike cop or a a car cop? A car cop. Hmm. cash might want to help out here. Got anything? I might have something. Um, what's what's the range on mass sense removal? Uh, it's it's line of sight. Got it. And it's just an opposed test, and the more net hits I get, the less they can see. Yep. Right. Okay. Boomer. Yes, I I believe I have something for this. 
Uh, I'm going to cast it for six using reagents to set the force. Okay. That's four hits. Okay. Uh, you look out the back of uh, Boomer's uh, bright red muscle car uh, zipping down uh, this like four lane kind of like smaller highway. And uh, you go, see I'm sorry. this cop car coming up behind you. You see the driver. Um, he's, he's like going into his like radio. And uh, you're removing his eyesight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of reach out and uh, send some uh, mana his way. And you see him starting to blink and, like, look at his hand for a second that he was, like, doing the radio with. And then look at, at you and, like, get, like, kind of, like, scared and frustrated. Uh, you think it has had a decent effect. Cool. Um, Boomer, try another move, I guess. Drift. <laughs> Tokyo Drift. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing. Anyway. <laughs> you can try to lose him again, Boomer. Worth a try. Uh, another two. Yeah. Uh, the cop is, like, swerving, and you see him, like, slow down naturally uh, because his eyes are fogging over. And uh, you manage to, like, zig through traffic and, like, take an offshoot uh, off of this road. Um, and the cop drives on. Um and you feel like you've lost him. Whatever you Phew, did, that was die. awesome. <laughs> and you're and you're about ten minutes away from Doc's. Doc's like, so so how far out are you? Oh, about ten minutes. Son of a fucker. All right, I'll try and hold him. <laughs> and you hear. <laughs> and about how how much? Judging on the original message, about how much time do we have? You think B- Bumbles is about to arrive? Like it's happening now. <laughs> Doc okay. does have security cameras on the outside, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm in there already. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Cash? I think today we're going to take some prisoners. Now load up stick and shock. Uh, driving with your knees <laughs> at 90 <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Hey, will you hand me that? This what? Oh, yeah, that goodness. one. Is this has this just been under my seat the whole time? <laughs> oh, mate, that's not the only thing. Oh God, it's not smart to keep explosives under someone's seat. No. <laughs> Where else am I going to keep it? Right. Uh, <laughs> Bumbles, uh, you feel the car come to a stop. Okay. They handcuff you. Sure. They cuff your legs and then chain your legs to one of the uh, the, the basically the thing you're sitting on, the chair, the bench, whatever you would call it. Okay. Um, and then chain your uh, hands down to your ankles. Well, it's quite uncomfortable. That's just rude, really, at that <laughs> point. Uh, and then they gag you <laughs> and blindfold you. <laughs> um, so I'm running silent. Yep. Can I, I see the van pull up. You don't see a van pull up yet. I, oh, but, oh, okay. Uh, then, uh, Bumbles, you, uh, you hear the door open. Mmm. 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 And, uh, you hear the orc go, if he tries anything, just shoot him. We can find Boomer another day if we have to. Translation. Uh, What could I possibly try? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then the door shut. You hear the door shut. <laughs> if you don't shut up, I'm going to knock you out. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the front of the the van door, like the driver door, also open and shut. Uh, and then there's quiet. 
Mouse, I need you to roll a perception test for me. Of, like an actual. Perception. I need you to roll both a normal perception test and a matrix perception test because you're doing both. Okay. <laughs> Kresslin's sniffing around in the grass. And he is having an off day. His personality cashmere. Okay, so that's five on the matrix perception. Three. So looking through the cameras, you don't see any uh, anything out of the ordinary. Um, but on the matrix, uh, <laughs> you do pick up some new uh, div- uh, pans running silent. On one of the pans has a smart pistol. One of them is running a cyber deck, um, as well as a uh, smart linked SMG. One of them doesn't seem to be running anything at all. Fuck. But yes. Okay. Cool. Just those devices. Um. So I get the message that these are all at uh, nearby, and I'm going to. Um, I turn to Boomer and say, "Please drive carefully," and I jump into astral, and I zoom on over to Doc's clinic. But I'm gonna sort of um, be on sort of a rooftop across the street, so I can just sort of peek over and see what I can see. Okay. Uh, so you zip over there instantaneously. Um, go ahead and roll an ascensing test for me. Cool. I got three hits. Okay. Um, so looking around, uh, you actually don't see uh, anything but just like normal people walking around. You don't see anyone like heavily cybered or anyone who seems to be acting suspicious. Um, I don't see Bumbles' aura? No. Okay. I'm... I'm going to, like, sort of zip around until I can find his aura. Okay, okay. Uh, so you you move down more street level? Um, I'm trying to stay on the rooftops. Okay, so you're zipping around from rooftop to rooftop. Because uh, I heard there's one that just has earbuds, and as someone who pretty much just has earbuds, that makes me very suspicious. <laughs> um, so you're zipping around. Uh, those of you who aren't astral, you hear Daco. I think I see some movement out there. All right. Stay low, don't draw attention to yourself. Looks like they're casing the joint for now. Your uh cashmere, you're you're zipping around trying to find bumbles. Uh you do poke into an alleyway and you see uh two auras that you hadn't seen before. Um and uh next to one of them, you see a spirit. <sighs> and the spirit sees you. Ah, <laughs> even from up on the roof. Oh. Yep. <laughs> um, how far away are they from the clinic? Uh, they're they're in an alleyway, um, basically that runs behind Doc's clinic. Basically, from what you see, it looks like they're sneaking around, kind of getting the lay of the land. I can I just pop back into my body? Yep. Yeah, you can zip out of there. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I, if you had stayed a second longer, I would have had to have no, you roll initiative. Yeah, so you... you did, pop- I, did I, like, catch anything else about these, like, the cyberware or what sort of weapons they um, might have? So you do see a lot of cyberware in one of the ores, um, like a ton of cyberware in one of the ores, uh, and then the other one you see no cyberware. Um, you also recognize that one as Awakened, and mm-hmm. you recognize that that person and that spirit are both of a higher magic than you. Uh, what kind of spirit was it? Uh, the spirit? That was the spirit of Earth. Of Earth. Okay, so I'm going to summon Araga into the physical plane. Okay. And Kiraga into the uh, astral plane. 
Okay. And I tell Boomer to hurry up. <laughs> and But I do summon my spirits one and one yeah, to yeah. Mm-hmm. each. Anyone doing anything else? Mouse, you're doing something? Yeah. What are you doing? I want I want marks on that hacker. Okay. Um, I'm going to need you to roll that for yeah, me. Yeah, sure. No, I don't want to edit. How many hits did you get? Six. I got six hits. You are unable to get a mark on this device. Do I get a mark? But you also do not receive a mark. <gasps> and you take a second to look at this device in the Matrix a little more thoroughly. <laughs> you recognize this as a Sony CIY. 720. Uh, it is a deck that is a grade better than yours. Shit, that's the one I want. Uh, that's the one I want. <laughs> <laughs> it can run four programs. Uh, it has a, a modular uh, matrix array of 7654. Um, and it is a better deck than yours. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, you notice that the firewall is set to nine right now. To nine? Shit. I need you to roll stealth. Six. Okay. You can you can try again. Yeah, and I'm pre-edging. Nine. I rolled the limit. Which is nine. I know. Ty goes to the defender. Ugh. Oh. This is the worst. Uh, you try again. This time, uh, rewriting your algorithms on the fly to try and make it work. Mm-hmm. And you almost have it cracked. Mm-hmm. But this firewall is set up really well. <laughs> and, uh, and you're unable to get a mark. But again, they don't get a mark on you. Mm-hmm. Another tie with nine hits. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, Boomer, roll another driving test for me. You successfully entered Redmond now, so you are able to drive as reckless as you want. Well, I only got a one. You got one on your driving yeah. test? Oh. All right. You're driving recklessly, making good time. <laughs> Boomer, remember, this isn't for your team. It's for your family. That's a, a single that's a fast mainly gear <laughs> rolls down on the... Down the eye opposite of Kashmir. <laughs> <laughs> what control you have? <laughs> <laughs> to expedite it, uh, to expedite this, um, since instead of putting Mouse into initiative, doing her matrix stuff while everyone waits, uh, give me a list of what you would like to achieve in the 10 minutes or less. Um, well, now it's less. Uh, in the time before proper combat breaks out, Okay. Um, and I will tell you what you are able to achieve and have you roll some dice. Okay. Um, so my first question is, everything's protected by the hacker's firewall, right? Correct. Try one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try one more time to get marks. Okay. Um, so you want to get marks on the decker. What else do you want to achieve? And then after I think that the, uh, like, I'm not just, I'm not going to get marks um, if I don't then um, I want to data spike it repeatedly and often. Okay. First thing you realize Mm -hmm. is that there is an icon on the host with you, which would make data spiking very easy. Um, But this hacker is poking around inside the host with you. (sighs) Hasn't noticed you yet, it doesn't seem. Um, And you can (laughs) uh, uh, roll one more time to try and get marks. How many hits? My limit, 
which is seven. Uh, Mouse, so this this icon in the Matrix mm-hmm. um, looks like a Greek warrior. Uh, large, muscular, uh, shield and short sword. Is it pretty? It's very pretty. Go for the heels. <laughs> um, and uh, it's walking around, like, you know, poking around the, the host, like, kind of tapping into the cameras and stuff. And you uh, uh, kind of, you know, in your little mouse form uh, with, the, with the tall grass surrounding you, you zip around behind it mm-hmm. and just kind of jump up and go, and like kind of cut it across the back, mm-hmm. and uh, you get two marks. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to notice. I spike that. <laughs> now you're just going to data spike it repeatedly? Yeah. Okay. Uh, roll. And I have blackout in. Oh, okay. You have blackout and link lock. Yeah. Um, go ahead and roll three cyber combat attacks for me. Okay. Okay, so six uh, for the first one. Seven for the second one, and six for the third one. Uh, so you get in position to strike, you and Kreflin, uh, and uh, this this uh, Greek warrior is beginning to hack at the uh, um, uh, the node for the cameras. Okay. Um, and you uh, leap up in action in unison with Kreflin. You Kreflin stands up, you on his shoulders, and you like you know somersault off of his shoulders uh, and stab at the things back. Uh, you land a solid blow with the first one, and uh, the image of the uh, the Greek warrior like goes all staticky and uh, it drops to a knee. And then you turn around and swing, and it manages to bring up its shield and block, and it stands up ready to strike you, and then Kreflin digs his axe into his shoulder, and it drops down to the knee again, and you drive your sword through its chest, and uh, it disperses and bumbles in the car sitting there silently. You hear, and then then you hear a lot of, and you hear you smell uh, the familiar smell of um, melting plastic. No. <laughs> and uh, you the the form that is sitting on the same bench as you very obviously falls limp to the uh, to the ground, <laughs> uh, convulsing slightly. Does Kreflin react? Because now he can. Because you gave him voice. It's not a good feature. No, it was no. too buggy. I had to turn it off. <laughs> Boomer, one more driving test for me. Who bragging plays on the road anymore? <laughs> but I know how dangerous that is. <laughs> Three. Okay. Uh, you managed. <laughs> get out of the road, crazy kids. <laughs> you managed to like mount the curb and, and get around a street hockey game. Uh, <laughs> I shake my fist like an old man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, you are very close to Doc's clinic, uh, just about about a block away, maybe. Uh, I'm going to park and then... Uh, as soon as up. you slam on the brakes to park and power slide into your uh, parking spot, um, everyone needs to roll initiative. Boomer, what was your initiative? 23. Mouse, what's yours? 27. Bumbles? 22. 22. I'm quite nimble tied up. <laughs> uh, Kashmir? A minus 22. What um, are your spirits? So Kirog is an astral, and his is 16 on a 1, a 1, and a 2. 
Eesh. And Eraga in the physical plane got 24. Okay, Mouse, it's your turn. You just successfully crashed that person's deck. I'm going to try and get two marks on the smart pistol. Okay. All right, well, my limit is seven, so seven. Okay, so you see the icon for the smart pistol in the Matrix, and you kind of flit over to it with Kreflin, and you get your two marks. Okay. Give me one second. I messed up my initiative line. All right. Um, It is Eraga's turn. Would Eraga... Oh, Eraga's super fast. Eraga... Would be would Eraga be able to go engulf the the mage? He can't quite get there and engulf in the same action. Mm-hmm. You guys are still down the block. Would he be able to get in range for Noxious Breath? Possibly. I'm gonna... You don't know exactly where the mage is now. You, just, you saw him a little bit ago. Okay. I'm going to have Eraga attempt to do that. Okay. Uh, so Eraga goes... <laughs> Zooming towards the alleyway, you saw the uh, mage and orc in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, you didn't know it was the orc, but it was the orc. No, <laughs> I, I uh, but uh, you, he, and you just simply can tell that he can't find anything there. Can he come back? He's used up all his movement getting there. Oh, can I, can I have him use, begin to use his search action to find, find out where they went? Yes. Cool, I'll do that. That's two hits. Uh, so you set, you project uh, the image of that mage's aura and that spirit and that other person's aura um, that you saw to Eraka, and uh, he calls back at you and begins the search, but he's used up most of his movement right now, mm-hmm. and he hasn't found anything yet. Sure. Uh, all right. Some things happen that you guys don't see, um, and you hear you hear Doc uh, uh, like moving around inside the the clinic, being like, "I don't have any sight of them yet. I thought I saw them, but now I'm not sure." Just keep your head down. Don't draw any attention to yourself. You don't have to tell me that, Boomer. <laughs> well, uh, well, ne- never mind. Before you even sprouted horns, I've been doing stuff dressed like this. I thought I was out. Oh, yeah? Mouse feels very guilty. (laughs) Uh, Bumbles, it's your turn. Okay, um, so I am currently handcuffed. To your ankles. To my ankles. To a a bench. Bench. Okay, I'm going to sort of roll off the bench. Okay. Onto the ground. (laughs) Sure. And uh, (laughs) then bring my face closer to my hands. Okay. And take the blindfold off. It's not, like, super-duper flexible to get down there. I'm already basically there. <laughs> yeah, so you get the blindfold off. Okay. Can I grab the the gag as well? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I look at the decker and I say, I tried to tell you if I didn't go with you, all of your friends were going to die very soon. <laughs> you say that to a corpse. It's not a corpse. I mean, that was just... Stun damage. Your stun can overflow into physical, and you Ooh, you wow. hit that motherfucker hard. He got like one hit, and you had your attack rating so high. <laughs> All right, and well, I don't know. How I will sort of shimmy over as best I can to his corpse. Yeah. 
did very, us? very scary. The eyes are kind of like one eye has popped out of the skull slightly, and there's blood coming out of every orifice. Yeah, that doesn't bother me so much. It's more <laughs> just like, see, I told you, it was real dumb of you. All right, so you're able to kind of shimmy over and like lay your head on the decker, but you can't get your hands or your feet. Towards right, it. did I see where he put the key? Or no. who, who put the key? Where? No, you're not aware where that key is right now. Great. Um, I will, I guess, stay there. I, I mean, you can search the body with your face. <laughs> like, I'll do that. <laughs> cool. Roll a perception for me at a minus three. <laughs> this is a tactile perception with your face. <laughs> One hit. Okay, you think there might be something in some of the pockets. You don't know what it is yet. Okay. <laughs> I'll try and get it. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's your turn. Ascending to... Yeah. Dig into someone's pocket with your face. And I continue to tell him, like, I told, like, this was very dumb of you. You <laughs> should have not gagged me and listened to what I had to say. <laughs> I am going to blow up your van. Oh, sorry. Boomer, you were supposed to go before Bumbles. Oh. Oh. Oh, because I'm an Oni. <laughs> the Dryad gets to go first. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, it's your turn, Boomer. I'm going to get out of the car and, uh,. I, I got out my guns, and I'm going to stealthily, but still as fast as I can, make my way towards Doc's clinic. Okay. I'm doing all sorts of, like, hand motions to to Kashmir. <laughs> I'm Mostly to car. fuck with him. I just empty and I follow me. <laughs> what does a loop-de-loop mean? <laughs> exactly what it looks like. Just that, follow me. That one looks like a shadow bird. <laughs> uh, <'Cause>, <laughs> <laughs> uh Boomer, roll edge for me, and then roll stealth for me. My edge is one, and my stealth, uh, five. Okay. Um, also, can you please roll a perception test for me? Uh, four. Uh, four? Yeah. Take this as you will, Boomer, but as you advance taking cover behind beaten down Redmond cars and shitty neighborhood stuff, trash piles, etc. You're ducking into alleys so as not to draw attention from the random people who are out on the streets, and as you're running down one of the alleys, you see down the ways a van, an unmarked, large delivery van with obvious armor plating that doesn't necessarily befit the uh, Redmond stereotype as far as shitty vehicles go. And Kashmir, you're up. Can I follow him, I guess? Yeah. And keep an eye out? Sure. Roll a perception test for me. And you can go ahead and do Kuraga's turn also, right after cool. yours. Is Kuraga just following you, or...? Oh, can I Can I be, like, uh, ascen- ascensing as we're going? Yeah, you can actually perceive. Cool. So roll ascensing instead of perception. Yeah. That's six hits. <laughs> I mean, you can see, like, everything there is to see about Boomer. <laughs> I'm looking around, I don't even catch a glimpse of an aura. Uh, I mean, you see some auras. Like, there are people out on the streets. It is midday. Right, um, or, like, of any of the familiar But, but not, you don't see the other two where you are right now. Ugh. And is Kiraga following you, or...? Um, I'll just... I'll send Araga so above the clinic. Araga or Kiraga? It's Kiraga's Kira- I'll okay. send Kiraga above the clinic to sort of survey and also be there just in case there's something... Is Kiraga astral right now? Or is... Yes. Okay, yes, then, yeah, he can fly. Um, 
Uh, okay, cool. So Kiraga kind of zips up mm-hmm. uh, into the air. Um, and due to your uh, mental link with Kiraga, uh, you immediately uh, see that um, basically you're running down one alley. That alley turns, and around that corner is where Araga got to, mm-hmm. um, where you last saw the two people. Uh, it's kind of like a T-junction, basically. Got it. Uh, and that T that Araga's on, that, that path, uh, goes parallel to the back of Doc's clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, from Kiraga's vantage point, there's an offshoot that is on uh, the side of Doc's clinic where he sees the mage and the spirit. Okay. And about how far away are we from that? Uh, a decent amount. Uh, down, It's down the block, basically. It's down the block. Okay. I um, convey that information to the party. Cool. And I have Kiraga, like, not be in line of sight. Okay. Through your connection with Doc, um, you hear a loud crashing sound. Oh, no. And Doc's... Oh, frag! All right, so Doc, uh, you hear him go, Oh, frag! And uh, then you hear, Oh, son of a fraggin'! Uh, And, um, Mouse, it's your turn. I have no other information. At the moment, no. That happened in, like, a a split second. Okay. Um, And there's no internal cameras? No. Just basically two cameras looking out on the street. Right. Not even the alleyways. Okay. Well, there's, like, computers in the lab, right? Is there any way that I can, like, look through there? Them? Yeah, you could, like, look through the webcam on one of the terminals, sure. Yeah. Okay, I want to do that. So, you bring that up. Yeah. Uh, you see Doc, uh, basically, one of the, He has, like, a boarded-up window on the side. Right. Um, and that window has been blown open. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you see Doc pressed back. Uh, like knocking over one of his, uh, like one of the surgery tables, mm-hmm. um, with the claymore stabbed straight through his gut. <gasps> uh, not like center, like kind of side. What? What's a claymore? I don't know what. That it's is. a large two-handed sword. Have you ever seen um, Braveheart? Yeah. You know the sword that that oh uh, William Wallace yeah. uses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that. Okay. But like bigger and more cyberpunky. Uh, so yeah, and he, he's stumbling back, uh, this orc, um, while still smaller than Doc. Wait, I have an idea. I don't know. If, okay, so it's automated, right? Like all the medis- medical machines are, uh, like, they're not automated, but they're like robots, right? Yes. Can I send a program to tell, tell one of them to stab, sedate one of the, to sedate the guy? There are, uh, there are, the arms do move around, uh-huh. uh, the surgical arms do move around on, uh, carousels mm-hmm. on the, um... Or on tracks uh, on the ceiling, uh, you could attempt to command it to uh, inject this person with narco jet. Yes. Yeah, I want that. All right, that's I what your, I want to do. Use your roll control device for me. <laughs> Actually, no, you're you're in charge of this host. Uh, this is your home, um, so you don't need to roll anything for it. Uh, you just spend your action doing it. I just need to roll the thing's dog brain to see if it can understand your command. Okay. Okay, you send the command. Uh, the arms kick on. Uh, uh, like there's, there's basically six arms uh, that are hang on the wings of the uh, of mm-hmm. the room, and they kick on and they start zzz, moving in towards the center. And that's that's your turn. 
You're still looking through that webcam, right? Yeah. The front door to the clinic, now that Doc is no longer attending to it because he rushed to the window to deal with this guy, uh, bursts open. And you see a large stone golem-like creature <laughs> come running in. It is Aragas' turn. Okay. Oh, and I, I know what exactly where the mage is? Yes, yes. Got you it. know you know that Kiraga can see the mage around the corner. Can I can I can I have Araga go get him? Or sorry, Kiraga can see him. You but yes, you can send Araga to that position. Yep. Cool. Would would he be able to attack? Yeah. Yeah, he's close enough. Do, he does that. Alright. Roll up Araga's attack. Cool. He's gonna engulf. Okay. So six. Yeah, so Araga uh like in a uh, like a torrent of like electric air it goes up in the air and then swan dives down yeah. on on the guy. It's a tornado with a lightning bolt in the middle. Yeah, and uh, and it, he comes down, uh, breaking into his uh, into his crane form right when he gets to the guy and wraps his w- wings around the mage, uh, and the mage ducks and dives through, uh, getting scraped across the face by the uh, uh, by the claws uh, and like kind of stumbling because of that. Um, but it's not engulfed. What? Really? If you haven't noticed, this team is superior to us. <laughs> <laughs> but even still. So Doc has this sword in his uh, in the side of his gut, uh, and he was like struggling to get like a shot with his his like shotgun, but he's being like pushed back by this orc who has the momentum on him, and then he sees this. Uh, earth elemental just burst through the door and immediately he grabs the hilt of the sword and uses it to turn the orc towards the elemental and then kicks the orc at the elemental uh, pulling the sword out of his gut as the orc stumbles back and bumps into the elemental which stumbles the element well not like makes the elemental take like one step back um, and then uh, uh, and then doc pulls back a few steps uh giant gaping bleeding hole in his side um but leveling his shotgun at the two intruders sick boomer it's your turn do i see anybody or just a van you just see that van for now but you know where the shit's going down and uh you do know where the mage is well it looks like i'm about to geek the mage (laughs) yeah all right so i'm gonna get as close as i can and uh shoot the mage Okay, so you go running down the alley, you post up on the corner there, you see the mage uh, stumbling underneath Araga, who is now back in his crane, his electric crane form, uh, flapping his wings to turn and face this mage. Uh, what do you do? Well, judging by the sun, its position in the sky, <laughs> I can surmise that it's Boomata. <laughs> <laughs> do a complex burst into his ass. All right. Nine. So I hit my limit. Uh, stick and shock round. Okay. Uh, you do, 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 do. Uh, you shoot a full burst at this guy. Uh, you hit him in the leg with a few of the rounds um, and once in the like kidney and he convulses and stumbles into like a trash can um, but is still alive. Uh, still conscious. Bumbles, you're up. I continue to dig through this dead man's pockets using my face. <laughs> <laughs> Roll um, willpower and agility. Okay. 
That is three hits. So you're shoving your nose into this. These fucking deckers are so edgy that they wear tight fucking pants, and it's so hard for you, but you manage to, like, kind of nuzzle your nose into this pocket, and then you feel something, and then you kind of, like, work at the pocket with your teeth, and a couple stitches pop out, and then you manage to get your get a hold of whatever this is with your teeth, and uh, you pull it out, and you, because uh, uh, it was, like, painful to, like, you're pulling against your hands and your ankles, like, this has not been a pleasant experience, uh, and dropped in front of you from your mouth uh, is a Metalink Comlink, a very, very shitty burner cell phone. Great. Kashmir? Would I be able to run around the corner and get line of sight? Um, if you want to recklessly spell cast, you can, but you're slower than Boomer. Uh, so we're, when Boomer's moving his full speed, he can get there. You can't quite. I'll do that. Okay. Then I'm going to run around the corner and recklessly spell cast Stunbolt. I'm using Regents to set the limit at six. Okay. What did you get? Uh, one hit. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you whoosh, toss forward uh, Stunbolt. Um... You basically get right behind Boomer and uh, like really quickly just like rip the like arcane energy yeah. out of the I'm a little space. out of breath yeah. too. And you you fling it at the guy and uh, he's sitting there and without looking because he's kind of hum- hum- like huddled over like grabbing his side because he just like got shot in the gut and then slammed into a trash can. Mm-hmm. Uh, but without looking, almost instinctively, he swats his hand up and uh, you perceive your magic just going and like splattering uh, up into the air. Damn it. Well, that was a bit sloppy. Get him, Boomer. And then the uh, mage is holding his gut, turns and looks at uh, Kashmir and Boomer, both there, uh, and Araga at his side. Sure. And begins to move his hands in a circular motion, uh, channeling some kind of arcane energy into into, uh, focus, and... That's where we'll end today's session. (laughs) I'm so stressed out. (laughs) This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by the Topps Company Incorporated. Shadowrun is a trademark of the Topps Company Incorporated. All rights reserved. Go to www.shadowruntabletop.com for more information.